everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Youth Thrive podcast. My name is Grace Nekesawaswa, and I am the founder of Vijana Play Initiative. Um, normally, you have regular host this podcast or Daisy host the podcast, but I am doing the. I have the honor of hosting the show today with an incredible lady who I truly admire. Uh, she's going to talk about um, her work and how she got to where she got to. I mean, she's really, really an inspiring lady and she's really breaking a lot of ceilings. And we are, I am, I am very excited and I'm sure you, you are excited to listen to her today. Uh, Wangari Mushiri is a renewable energy engineer and an energy planning expert. Currently, she serves as the director of Africa Wind Power under the Global Wind Energy Council. So I don't want to preempt her, her, her introduction. I just want to invite her to tell us a bit about herself. Wangari, welcome to the show. We're truly honored to have you. Uh, please introduce yourself and tell us what you do, and then we can dive into the conversation. Thank you so much, Grace. Uh, my name is Wangari Mshiri, as you've said. I am a renewable energy engineer. Um, I'm also an energy policy expert, and I um, also did, uh, deal a lot with natural hair and, and all things uh, to do with that. So I am based in Nairobi, and it's really a pleasure to be here today. Great. Um, as I was researching about this, about you and, and about this specific episode, I really read about you and I, I listened to a lot of your interviews, which you, you really spoke in with a lot of passion. And I remember one of the one of the articles that I read about you, I think it was published by Africa Power and Energy, um, like I think in 2021. And you talked about how you deal with uncertainty as a leader. And your response was that it's important as a leader to be equipped with the correct facts to make optimum decisions. Now, I felt like that is going to set the tone of today's conversation because we are talking about um, career foundations from you as a college student. So how your career starts in college, that's that's the topic of today. And, and, and I've said, I feel like mm -hmm. this um, set the, your, your response to that article sets the tone in today's conversation. And I really feel like what you answered in that article really cuts across in every aspect of our lives. Um, if you have information about something, you're able to make proper decisions um, in your life and proper and wise decisions. So I just want to invite you to talk about how did you get here? Let's start with Wangari as a university student, Wangari as a master's student, um, to the different levels of, uh, of jobs that you've had till now. Okay. So yeah. I um, started in university. Um, I went to, to school in Australia. Uh, I really wanted to do engineering because I was good at physics and mathematics and wanted to pursue something along the STEM subjects. And so I went to university in Australia and chose a course that was very atypical, um, something that is not the, you know, the normal chemical engineering, mechanical engineering. I wanted to do something that also would be able to help me um, come back to Kenya and be able to impact my community, impact my country. Um, and that was providing energy to, you know, to, to people. And, and I think when I was going away, it was the period where we had a lot of power cuts 
um, you know, renewable energy was not a big thing. So for me, it was also something new and exciting. Um, so I went to university. I studied uh, for four years. It was um, very challenging, but also quite interesting for me. Um, so I really, you know, worked hard to, to you know, to do well in my degree. Uh, and then I got a job in Canberra, in, which is in the capital of Australia, and moved to Canberra from Sydney uh, and was there for about three years. Um, while I was there, I pursued my master's in energy planning and policy, um, which also enabled me to, you know, as much as you're a technical person with engineering, you also want to be um, in, good in policy because in Africa, we don't have as, as good policies for renewable energy. And then after that, uh, I, the company I was with opened an office in Kenya and asked me if they would, you know, if I'd be willing to come back home and help set up that office. And I was 100% willing uh, to come back home. I had missed home at that point. Um, and so I, I moved back home with them in 2015 and grew with them and then shifted jobs to um, Hivers Foundation. And then after that, now joined the Global Women and Energy Council in, uh, in 2021. And that's that's a that's a really really powerful story you have there. And I'm thinking renewable energy, renewable energy engineer. They're not. Uh, I don't think I've heard of um, many engineers in the renewable energy sector. When you were choosing that course, were you not scared? I don't know uh, because there's so many people that <laughs> are, they talk about uh, courses such as medicine, um, law. You know, if you are uh, good in physics and mathematics, maybe electrical engineering, mechanical engineering. What were your feelings at that time? And and had you, were you was it something that you actually passionate about? Um, yes. So actually, I yes, you're right. At that point, you know, renewable energy wasn't something that was known. It was kind of uh, you know odd. Whatever made the wrong bet. Um, as a career and my you know my parents are paying for all the, you know, all this money for me to go abroad what if you know this doesn't go, this doesn't go well but one of the things that really drove me was that um, one of my values is to really be innovative and be a pioneer in everything that I do and um, what motivated me to continue um, into this degree was that this was something really new and innovative renewable energy was um, really interesting in that in that because it was that there was a lot of manufacturing new things and new ways and you know the cost of solar at that time was so high but how do you bring that down there were so many things that I was seeing the benefit of and then on top of that I had a personal connection to renewable energy my um my grandmother or my father had built my grandmother a stone house for the first time you know in her life um and or my grandparents life and so in order to be able to power that house um or to have some lighting they put a solar panel on the top of the roof and that solar panel enabled light. It enabled us to charge phones. So even when we went to, um, you know, up country to Shags each holiday, we didn't feel like, oh, we have to run back or rush back to Nairobi before daylight goes down because, you know, being raised in the city, sometimes you're not used to being, you know, without power. So I felt like that really was a game changer. And so seeing that there was actually a degree that I could do that had already had that impact at that time for me was really important. And then I had the kind of the drive to be innovative. So I knew that this was going somewhere and I really wanted to be a part of that. Um, and so, yes, I was scared, but I think the drivers to be more um, involved in something that I saw that was going to really take over the world in the future was great. And then uh, finally, my mom was reading a book, a really uh, one of the books that, you know, tells you about the three biggest trends or something like that in the world um, coming up. 
and there was social media um and there was one more that i always never remember there's um the third one was renewable energy and um so when i told her i wanted to do renewable energy she was like actually that's a good plan i um i have read this book on renewable energy and it sounds like it's going to be a really big um thing in the future so yeah you should uh, you should definitely pursue that so that's how i ended up um studying renewable energy at that time wow um and and you've said at the beginning you said that you you put the intention to be innovative and to be a pioneer and it, i think that will lead us to the next um section of this conversation which will be what did you do because you've become so such a big person in your industry and many university students college students even those that have finished um college are looking up to people like you because of how you've grown in your career you've mentioned about innovation and you wanted to be a pioneer in your sector in your industry what are some of the things that you involved yourself in um while in college what did you do and maybe what tips can you give to any college student that that's looking to grow their career from that point of being at uh, being a university student Okay. Um, so in terms of being a university student and wanting to grow your, your career, um, one of the things that I always advocate for or say is really important is to just get some experience under your belt. I know it's harder, you know, it's easier said than done, but um, if you can even volunteer at, you know, a company that your uncle owns or you can, you know, volunteer even at a local community, that adds so much substance to your CV because then you stand out from everybody else coming out of university. Um, one of the things that I felt really helped me stand out is while I was in second year, I started working as a receptionist, as an admin person in a renewable energy company. Now, as much as I was in, you know, studying to do engineering and I was not an admin person per se, the exposure to that environment taught me so much about renewable energy you know, seeing all the engineers coming in at the end of the day, seeing people, you know, sending out design proposals to clients. You know, it also gave me a chance to be able to read some of those, that information and just absorb it from a practical sense. So that now when I wanted to go out and get a job in the industry, I already had a feeling of how people worked in the industry. And so um, as much as, you know, it might be difficult to get a job directly in renewables or in engineering, I think um, get some, you know, try work and get exposure to people because till today, some of those people I, that I worked with then um, have, you know, have come through for me or, you know, we still discuss things on LinkedIn or, you know, have, you know, amazing things that they're doing that I can learn from even, um, you know, how many, almost 10 years later. Um, so I think I would say for a university student, somebody in second year, try and get some exposure and some experience. Um, it might not be paid because I think the other thing that we always think about is it must be paid, we must get paid work, but that's actually not, um, might not be the most valuable uh, way to do things. The other thing that I would say is also use the use the tools that you have access to. You know, in today's age, we have access to LinkedIn and social media. If you can reach out to people, please do, because you never know who's looking for, you know, let's say it's an assistant or somebody's looking for a young engineer to come on the project and you never know who you could reach out to and you could have um, access to or get exposure to and that could lead you to your next job. Um, I'll give you an example. Right now, I work for the Global Wind Energy Council, but before then, 
I um, was actually informed of the Global Wind Energy Council through a LinkedIn contact, somebody who I had never met in my life, but we were, you know, on social media, on LinkedIn, we were connected. And he actually sent uh, an award program called, at that point, called the Women in Wind program. And so I applied for the Women in Wind program. I got into the Women in Wind program in the first cohort. And that actually was my introduction to the Global Wind Energy Council. And that's how I knew them. Um, I went subsequently on to win another award from the Global Wind Energy Council, which was in 2020. Um, at this point, I still didn't think I would ever work with the Global Wind Energy Council. And even at that point, had no real intention to at that point because I was already in another role. Um, but in 2021, I saw an opportunity to actually reach out to the Global Wind Energy Council. And because they'd already known me from this social media contact that had sent me, um, that sent me the information, it was easy to also, you know, have an introduction to them. And when they were now were looking for somebody to head up the Africa team, they were able to reach out to me because they already knew me, they were familiar with me. Um, and that's how I got my current role. So I think it's also important to know that a lot of, you know, you might have a great CV, you might have great um, professional, you know, um, qualifications, but also your network really is, and it's cliche to say this, but your network really is your net worth. And it might not be anybody that you know in person, it can also be somebody you know online. Um, so if you are a university student in university, um, in university, you have access to the internet of some form, um, please use that to your advantage because you never know where in three, four, five years that could get you. Um, and I think that's possible what I'd say about that. Yeah, great. And what I what I hear from what you've said is a lot of intentionality. You really, um, I, I, you you went ahead to take these steps. I mean, uh, you saw the applications, you saw the call for applications, and you applied. You had you had the intention to do that. And you know, I know so many college students who, um, some of them we have in our programs, um, and they'd say, why why would I have a LinkedIn page? I'm not yet um, employed. There's an assumption that it's for uh, people that are looking for jobs or people that are already in the in the job industry. So I think it's very important. It's very nice that you've actually mentioned um, that you can use the tools in your hands to access what you want to access and any opportunity that you um, want to get. I want you to Absolutely. I want to take you back to. Um, I think you didn't mention this, but it's something that I, I saw from you and I reached out to you a while ago through Instagram. And that's actually why we're here today. That's that's I think that has created the trajectory and the path of how we've gotten here today. Um, it's the Obama Foundation and the Obama Leaders for Africa. How did that impact your leadership journey? Because you're sitting in a leadership role. Um, and there are so many young people that would say, I'm not going to apply for fellowships there's, because there is um, maybe a qualification that I don't meet. Maybe there is um, something they've said that I, I don't feel like I am I'm able to, to, my qualifications mean that or I'm able to achieve that or I'm able to accomplish that. How was the application for you? What, how important was it in terms of your leadership journey? And um, how important is it for young people to take advantage of the fellowships, um, the leadership programs, or anything that's related to their field of, of experience? I think for the um, Obama Foundation, I think for me, that was a game changer because as much as I was doing well in my career at that time, this was in 20, I think I applied in 2018 or 2019, 
Um, as much as I was doing well in my career, the, you know, maybe you're just, you know, one of a number of people, employees within your, um, your company, right? But when you're able to get a name like Obama, you know, on your CV, I think that really also gets people thinking and talking and they kind of see you, you differently, it really differentiates you from everybody else. So what Obama, just getting the Obama Foundation Leader Award um, told me was one, I'm, I'm capable to the highest level um, globally, not just you know locally. Um, and then it also gave me the confidence to pursue even bigger things. It gave me the confidence to say, okay, I have Obama on my CV, what else can't I do? Um, and so even the, the program, I think, um, I, I don't know if I had already mentioned this, but the program, it's the Obama Foundation program actually brings you together with other um, leaders across the continent and also teaches you, you know, leadership skills, um, teaches you about personality types and some of the training that you normally don't formally get in, in school, you know, and that you have to go out there and figure out. So um, one of those skills that they taught us when they brought us all together were very key because that is now, now plays into my leadership style, right? Um, but in addition to that, the network that I have across Africa is fantastic. So that's also what has led into um, maybe getting the new, the job that I've gotten where I'm able to, you know, work across the continent because I have great networks in each of the countries across the continent because of the Obama Foundation um, program. So some of these uh, fellowships and, you know, scholarships and all that are really, really important because as much as you might feel like, oh, I already know some of the information they're gonna tell me, the networks are way more important than the actual, you know, the actual learning, the actual, you know, book, uh, book work that they make you do. It, it's being able to call somebody in Ghana and talk about energy. It's being able to talk to, to somebody in South Africa uh, within your industry. Those are things that, um, as Africans, we need to be Pan-African. We can't. We can no longer. It's no longer enough to just know about, let's say, Kenya, or to know about my small you know, my small village, right? Um, you need to also go out there and know what else is out there. And I think these networks that are created through such programs are very key to that. Um, so I would say that's what Obama Foundation kind of um, contributed. I feel like it also opened doors because um, once you also are able to reach out to the Obama Foundation staff, they can help you um, you know, get in contact with funders who can fund ideas. And, and those are also really important things um, to be able to do. So it was, I think for me, I think the Obama Foundation was really the turning point in my career. And it was, I guess, like my first real, my first real award that I would, um, I would reference on my CV. Wow, that's, that, that's incredible. Um, and I, very, very truly, truly inspiring. So even as we finalize the conversation, um, I have two more questions. One, what advice would you give to someone pursuing a, a similar career path um, to your own? Um, and after you address that, maybe you can um, talk to us about, uh, not talk to us, but if you could give advice to a 16 year old or your 16 year old self, what would it be? So the first question is, what advice would you give to someone pursuing a similar career, a similar career path as yours, as your own? And if you could give advice to a 16 year old or to your 16 year old self, what would it be? Okay, so in terms of 
um, somebody wanted to pursue a similar career to me, um, I would say start really reading up on renewable energy, on sustainability, on climate change. Um, if you're an African, this year is very important for you because this is also when COP27, which is Africa's COP, COP is a, the, the conference of, uh, of parties for climate change, one of the biggest conferences in the world. So this is one of the conferences that you want to know about. So start reading up on climate change and renewable energy um, and seeing which area you want to go in because a lot of people message me and say, oh, I want to go into climate change and they don't realize there's so many different angles. So once you figure out what you really like, whether it's green buildings or renewable energy or whatever it is, climate change, there's always an area or a specific area that you can, you can you know, pursue. Whether you're a lawyer, whether you're an engineer, whether you're a business person, there's also a way into this industry. Um, so what I would say is read up on that, get on LinkedIn and look at people who, whose careers you admire. So whether it means searching keywords and then seeing what comes up, I think that's very important. And also, if you can do free courses online, uh, so Coursera, you know, EDX, all these um, things, have, these websites have free courses on these things. So if you can also, in addition to the studying that you're doing, um, learn, do extra courses because you have time during the holidays or, you know, in the evenings, it's really valuable because there's information that you will get there that maybe you will not get in, in university and that rounds you out as well. And then in terms of the advice I'd give my 16 year old um, self or any 16 year old who's looking to to build a career is to um, figure out what they're passionate about not to be afraid to go against the norm um, to take a bet on themselves because if I also had listened and said no 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 I'm not going to do renewable energy and I'm going to do the typical mechanical or or chemical engineering which is nothing wrong with that but um, I wouldn't really have been able to stand out in my career like I have so if you if you know there's something that you're passionate about um, take a bet on it, learn about it, really deep dive into the sector that you're looking at, and then um, really pursue it with all your passion and build a network around you that allows you to succeed. All right. What a wonderful conversation we've had there. Wangari, um, I, you have really, really talked about very critical things that I believe many young people and myself actually um, have benefited from and and. I hope that we will all put into action what you've, you've told us today. Do not be afraid. Um, leverage on your network. Their tools are available. I love that you've said that uh, they're free online courses and we actually do have time. As young people right now, we have time in the evenings. We have time to take to add some knowledge and you know to 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 increase our, our understanding in particular areas. Thank you so much, Wangari. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, thank, thank you so you much. So much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being here um, and looking forward to hearing more and all the best to um, all the listeners. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.